Hey, super legends, superheroes, and superstars. My name is Dre, and welcome to another episode of the Hot Fire Podcast. We are live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on LinkedIn. And today, boom, boom, shake the room. I've got a special guest. But before I introduce him, if you're watching live, there's about a 20-second delay. Let me know where in the world you're tuning in from. And if you're watching the replay, you know what to do. Hashtag replay. All right. So this next guy, we met, I think, a couple of years ago. And he has to be one of the most well-connected people that I have ever met. And he just seems to know absolutely everyone. When he, when we first caught up, he was like really down to earth, just a genuine nice guy that wants to, to help everybody. So he's one of those people that are putting you first and it's really all about the relationship. So I'm really excited that he's here today. So grab yourselves a cup of tea, cup of coffee, some biscuits and some balloons because we are about to blow it up. So I want to give a massive, warm, gigantic welcome to Jason Van Hunnen. Hey! Oh, hey, <laughs> how are you, uh, how are you, mate? Good. Yeah. Good. Awesome, this is my yeah, first uh, first live podcast. Oh yes, yes. Do I take the um, shirt off, right? Or do I? <laughs> I do. Yeah, just want to say like massive like thank you, and man, you are just man. Love you to bits. Absolutely love you to bits. So love you too, brother. You're all about like the people, the connection, and yeah, I love that. All right, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? Uh, quick replay. Uh, so I turned 40 last year. Um, Brisbane yeah. boy, born and bred. Uh, thanks, mate. Uh, Brisbane boy, born and bred, uh, schooled in Brisbane, and fell into an, a career of hospitality. And hospitality uh, from starting the age of 14 right up until I tapped out in 2014. <laughs> Um, as a CEO and group manager of a pretty large uh, club in Queensland and decided to fall in the space of management consultant in the hospitality space. So since 2014, had my own businesses um, ranging from uh, consulting out to, to non-for-profits as well as hospitality and also uh, reaching out to my own now, what I've moved into, my own uh, bar and cafe group. Um, but more importantly, just have fun. Mate, pivot. That's what the big word is, isn't it? The big uh, COVID word, pivot. But yeah, that's no, been good. So been doing that now, as I said, yeah, for, for six years, seven years and refined in that space. Okay. And what was the, the motivation for getting into wanting to get into hospitality? Where did that come from? Uh, fell into it. Uh, when, I was, when I was 14, uh, went to a, a, a vertical curriculum school. For those that don't know, that's those schools that you can, uh, you know, do advanced uh, subjects. So by the time I hit grade 10, I had finished about three of my senior subjects and had this massive space. Um, and the school couldn't allow me to go home because that really was about two days a week of, uh, of space. And I said, well, I finished my senior subjects. Surely I can just stay home. And uh, had to do a course. And at that time, TAFE were offering hospitality courses. And I just went, ah, oh, you know, stuff it. I'll just do that. And ended up doing this uh, certificate one, I still remember, in hospitality. And the teacher asked me on day one, you know, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a chef or be a waiter? And I said, no, I'm going to be a, a film director. That was my passion, marketing. <laughs> and um, 
she just said, whatever. And I, I did the course and uh, did some work experience at, at my first job, which I was there for 12 years. But um, that just started and just fell in love with hospitality. It was the one role that uh, you can do where you're, you're on the floor one day, but then you're you know controlling the financials of a multi-million dollar business uh, the next and, uh, and really grit my teeth in it and, and worked in a whole range of places. And that probably allowed me to meet a lot of people through that time. So I just loved it. I had to stop working for the for the for the man and work for myself because I started a family uh, back then. I didn't. My wife did, but yeah, we, we started them. I didn't have anything pop out of me. But my daughter came in in 2014, so I just come home at 3 a.m. Probably wasn't going to cut the, the slack anymore, and and that really that's why. Created my own my own business at the end of the day, so yeah, fell into it from a school from a school program. Believe it or not. Mm. All right. So is that where the people? Because you're really you know about people, relationships, connections, like networking. Was that where it all started in hospitality? Because it's a very sort of social industry, or was it something else? I think, I think it helped a lot. Uh, hospitality. One thing is when you first start, it's all about working really hard. You know, when you start off as a glassy, you, you're there to collect glasses and you've got a very simple task. But um, over the years, as you progress in career, you you tend to then start to meet people. I guess you get introduced. I had very good mentors if they're, if they're watching this. Um, Peter Harrison was my first and Tony Castain was my second and Stephen Gallacher, who's down in Canberra. The three of those boys really uh, gave me the, the strength to start introducing to different people in the industry. And then from there, I guess I, I then branched out and started to to learn and meet people and find out what space they're in. And in hospitality, as you know, it, it is the classic, you know, you serve a drink to a customer, you want to get to know that customer. If you, if you do your job right, that's really what you wanted to do. So it was honing in on the people skills, I guess, uh, for me. Different for other people, but, yeah, for me, that's, that's what started it. Awesome. And talk to me about your love for football, the round game. I love the administration of football. I used to have my dead set teams that I follow, but recently uh, in yeah. times those teams have changed. I do support my my local. There's a bit of a backstory with uh, the Brisbane Roar um, yeah. and the backstory is connected to my father, uh, who's Dutch, and, uh, and my mum and uh, the club that started uh, the seeding for that that particular football club here in Brisbane we've been involved with for 60 years which is uh oh, well, did you say six zero six zero, zero. Yeah, wow. dad's years he's passed on but mum's continued that that legacy so uh and my brothers and sisters have all been involved in that club so uh Queensland Lions out at Richlands that's where it started my dad dad was one of the originals so yeah so football passionate um also fell into a which I know you'll, you'll want to ask questions about that fell into a an administration role with uh, with the authority here in the state, which is uh, Football Queensland. Um, I was very, very fortunate. Uh, I can't say that I had a really bad COVID experience when COVID did hit. The day after uh, it hit, um, my wife and I lost our, our, our hospitality business, as everyone knows, um, which turned over quite a lot of money. But that day it did actually happen. I got a phone call from the CEO, Robert Cavallucci, if he's out there, big man watching, um, gave me a, a chance to to help football queensland so that job uh, kept me going uh and, and kept me my family going through through the bad times and was able to uh readjust and, and re rebuild my business so football queensland i was with them for two years um i'm still with them i uh, just did a different role but uh that was a highly consultive role 
in the last two years about reforming and, and helping. It's about my passion is about helping the kids grassroots level, and that's what yeah. um, Rob has set out to do and uh, has really have achieved it. But there's a lot of work. We're actually the largest association uh, in the world, as if if you think of space. Um, Why, really? Land. As far as space and landmass, you've got yeah, Queensland yeah. Uh, as a state association, not national, of course, but Queensland has a high concentration of, of um, uh, you know, clubs. You're talking over 1,200 clubs around a, a space the size of our state. Uh, it's quite hard to manage when you've only got a small team, but uh, Rob does it really well. So, yeah, so my passion is football. If anyone brings up football, I just love the administration side, like how a little club like Dre's Football Stars wants to be start out at uh, wherever you are now <laughs> on the north side of the town, wherever you are. But um, I love I love seeing those little stories of of, of just people that want to help and uh, and start little football clubs all around. Uh, the more the merrier, because uh, the World Cup's coming soon for the women's, and uh, yeah. that's the exciting part. Is you've probably seen that that change in women's in sport and football, uh, you know, particularly in football. Uh, women are becoming a more predominant uh, feature, which is good. Brilliant. And before we um we we got on air, you're talking about yeah. we were talking about football, but you were saying that Brisbane is going to be like a massive hub because there's like so much going on. Uh, you mentioned the casino. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's 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 a lot happening. I mean, a lot of people are probably aware of this. I think at, at the moment in the world, there's a lot of noise, but you just need to concentrate on your local area. And Brisbane is is in fact has got so many good things happening from an infrastructure perspective. Um, you look at the light rail project that's going to, you know, being built at the moment, how that's going to make it easier for people to move around. Um, like you said, you've got, uh, you know, we've got things like um, the World Cup. You, you, you weren't aware before the World Cup's coming um, through uh, the Women's World Cup next year, and that's going to bring a lot of internationals through. And at the same time next year, we've got uh, Queen's Wharf, which is our, our, our new casino, so if you weren't aware, the old casino is being um, returned back into as a hotel and a new one, which is uh, the same people that built uh, Singapore um, Marina Bay Sands and that sort of uh, project to come in here. It's going to still be run by, by the Jupiter's Group or Treasury Group, uh, but that will bring a, a world-class... Uh, it's not just the casino. We're not talking about gaming here. We're actually talking about like the Dorset Hotel and six-star hotels, which Brisbane has never had six-star-plus hotels uh, arrive, and just the activity in the centre itself, you know, an extra 34 restaurants, um, you know, just just an immense part of it. And then moving on from that, of course, everyone knows that Brisbane will now be able to be put onto all those shirts across the world as they become a world city uh, and the Olympics. Uh, what hopefully happened to Sydney will happen to Brisbane and... Uh, Every Olympic city always says we're the best Olympic city when it happens. So hopefully we'll be able to say that in uh, 2032, I think it is, um, which I'll be an old man. You and I'll be old men, mate, in, uh, in wheelchairs then. But um, it's not that far away. But, uh, yeah, you'll still be telling dad jokes at 4 a.m. in the morning. But um, it's all good. We'll see. It might be a world, might be Olympic sport by then too. You never know. <laughs> Right, can you talk to us about, oh, I really want to know about, you know, like branding yourself, building your network, because um, you are involved in, you just know a lot of people, and you, are, what I love about you is that you are always trying to, you know, connect the right people that can help each other. So can you talk to us uh, about what yeah, you're doing? I think, and... 
I think how it started is when I started for myself as a business, I knew no one. Um, I, I knew my club clients that I was helping on a day-to-day basis, but from a business network perspective, I didn't really know anyone outside hospitality. And um, you asked the question before on how, I, how I've now grown my, my network is I started using, um, a, bit, a little bit earlier than that, I started using LinkedIn, I think was my main, was my yeah. main tool. And from a main tool, I mean that when I clicked and, and, and connected with people, I actually had one-on-one conversations with them to begin with. I don't do that so much now because I get about, like, honestly, about 10 or 12 a day, which is fine. But in the beginning, it was about getting to know someone um, and, and, and try to find a connection piece. I, I think I've always been brought up by my mum. She's been, I love her to death uh, in that sense that you're, you're there, Jason, to try and help someone. And I think even when we met, it was about trying to figure out what that person, my challenge, my own internal challenge was to figure out what that person actually need me because I'm a person that believes in you meet for a reason. uh, And then that's, that's really what it has. And sometimes it gets a bit, I guess, too much. My brain just gets too much uh, going like a whirlwind. And that's why I talk at 100 miles an hour, and I've got 100 things on at the time. But it actually taught me, the network thing taught me um, just to be waters off a duck's back, really. You know, don't let anything really get you down. Things are going to happen, and they, they happen really well or they don't. Um, and connecting people tend to ease my pain um, sometimes when things didn't work out because you just don't know when the next adventure is. And I honestly will sit there. Um, as you know, I'm a, I'm a proud member of the Brisbane Club, um, even yeah. that, even that opportunity uh, is is not is unheard of. I mean, someone from my background doesn't really get offered a membership at the Brisbane Club. Um, so, so shout out to all those guys out there in in the Brisbane Club. But you know, someone sits there and goes, "Oh wow, that's a massive network opportunity." I don't see it as a network opportunity. I see it as getting to know people, and usually getting to know people through conversation then you find out what, what you could help them with, if at all there is anything. But there's a amount of times where I'll be sitting there and I've known someone for so long and I didn't really actually know what they were famous for because I'm not looking at getting to know how famous they are. I'm just getting to yeah. know their person. And there's heaps of, heaps of times. That's probably a stupid part of me. I'll be sitting there going, oh, shit, I didn't know that they they were, you know, a movie star or Olympian or something like that. And, and they've been my friend for like a year or two. Uh, you know, and that happens quite a lot. So, so my network is is quite vast, uh, and because I do that connection piece of getting to know the person, whether it's through Facebook or, or LinkedIn, um, I usually have a, a high percentage rate of of getting those people to talk, um, because I'm not just a cut and paste. I hate cut and paste. I don't believe in cut and paste colds. I just don't think it works. Um, yeah. Algorithms will tell me different, but um, you know. <laughs> Obviously, that works for a lot of people out there in different different areas. But for me, it's just, yeah, if you were looking for somebody, I'll say, hey, Dre, this is Jason. Jason, Dre, Dre loves taking long walks on the beach. And by the way, he's actually looking for a branding specialist in this space, you know. And usually, you know, like I said, a high percentage of the time that people actually connect. And most of the friends that are probably listening to this um, would agree with me that that's, that's usually how, how our friendship starts conversation is the new lead and it's just you're having that that quality over their quantity i think it's been about being different dre to be actually honest like people just being like just not doing the cut and paste just like just talk from the heart like you do mate like honestly 
the dad jokes get people smiling and then the real content they start to listen and you'll find that you know if i use you as an example I'm not putting you up on a pedestal but you know people people will probably tend to listen more to your stories than say even if they were watching you know anthony robbins on, and all those guys you know out there because you're finding that connection in different parts of it and, and i know that that's that's the cool part and the same goes for me it's about finding just be different like just talk to people be different um some people we won't get on with some people think you're a dickhead there's a lot of people out there that hate me hate is going to be hating but like i said if you get that waters up a duck's back effect who cares man you're only living here for you know 80 years maybe my way probably 60 years with the amount of fat i've got on but <laughs> You're only going to be here for a very short time, and that is a very short time to be playing in the playground of, of opportunity. Yeah. All right, so what's going on for you at the moment? What are you up to? What projects uh, are you working on? For the first time in forever, I'm just focused on my one big project, which is Coconut. Um, Coconut Cafe and Bar is a little hospitality concept that I created. It created when I was a little kid. Uh, when I was interested in a film, I loved yeah. um, cocktails, cocktails, Tom Cruise. I didn't yeah. like Tom Cruise. I just liked the movie. Um, and Brian Brown, I'm a big advocate for, for, for Australian actors. And uh, I wanted to have a beach bar like that movie, if you ever saw that movie. So yeah, Coconut yeah. became my concept. And uh, about a year ago, a business partner of mine, he had a listed company. He built it uh, really well. And he's been able to step away from that now. And uh, he wants to do it again. So we said, okay, well, let's build Coconut. So Coconut Cafe and Bar opened its flagship. I know it's not a great... Um, city to have like new york or, or sydney or melbourne but we opened our flagship in toowoomba good old toowoomba toowoomba Woomba. and uh we're reaching out to the regional people of the world and uh it's been going okay COVID has has taken a bit of a hit on it uh, as any of the hospital businesses right now but we've been able to uh fast track our second location in cleveland so those out of Cleveland way, we're opening that up in yeah. about a, a week's time. And we've got our third one in Deception Bay that we're already working on. So um, through COVID, I think the reason why I focused on Coconut right now is we had to pivot. My traditional hospitality business was no more. And we created dark kitchens or cloud kitchens. And from that opportunity, uh, I won't go into that too in depth because of the time, but in that opportunity, That's right. um, that pivoted... Uh, into what coconut cafe and bar is so we've got we've got dreams and visions uh, i wake up every day i literally have no sleep as you know me you uh, don't you don't sleep because i saw you I, I, I go i don't know don't ask me probably why i'm a fatty boomba but um yeah so three or four hours a night when i when i do sleep i wake up and all i think about is 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 my vision and uh so in four or five years' time, let's watch this space. We'll come back with another podcast to see if we've listed the company and whether all you guys out there have bought a share in it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, you put a hand up, put a hand up. So, yeah, so the vision is to, to create a hospitality group um, with, with multiple concepts and multiple opportunities. And, again, that just comes back down to my, my own beliefs in making people happy. You know, there's nothing better than seeing two businessmen in my cafe in Toowoomba doing business or a family, you know, relaxing with their dad because their dad's been on business trips all day. That actually, that actually inspires me a little bit. So see how I try to all tie it all in together. That's what my brain interconnects yeah. with. It's good. Okay. All right. So if people want to get hold of you, what's the best way? 
Best way is uh, by pigeon, homing pigeon preferably. <laughs> the fat kind would be good. I actually want someone to send me a homing pigeon just once. Yeah. Just none of this game of throwing stuff, just once. Um, the best way would probably be you asked me that yesterday and I think either uh, don't connect me to Facebook because I'm trying to stop business connections yeah. on Facebook. I've got like 4,900 and something, something, but probably LinkedIn is probably the best way. Um, or my email, which is uh, jason at vanhonick.com.au. <laughs> I guess you'll probably add that through. Um, yeah, so they're already already in the show notes. I've just can I do that? What they do with YouTube? They go, put the comments down below, <laughs> you know, click like up here, wherever it is. Up here uh, as I said, it's my first podcast, so, or live podcast. There you go. Yeah, I love it. All right, mm. so last question. Mm. So you know that I'm obsessed with dad jokes, and I know you love like dad jokes as well. Actually, jokes, jokes in general. So, do you have a joke, a quote, something <sighs> value, inspirational, motivational, something empowering that you'd like to to leave us with? Uh, I've got really bad bad jokes, but um, I'll do one. My daughter's favourite one. I'll do my daughter's favourite joke. All right, here we go. Okay, here we go. Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Uh, interrupting cow. Oh, interrupting cow. Hello, me, 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 me. Someone's trying to kill me in the middle of that joke. Me, me. Right. Jace, I just want to. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I just want to say um, a massive, huge thank you for you for giving up your time to know how busy that you are for coming on. And just dropping value and then like, talking to us about what you do, about your career, about your life, about football, about Brisbane. And like, yeah, you know that I am absolutely love you to bits. And you, I just love you because you're a like, down to earth, genuine guy that wants to help people, connect people, and develop like, relationships. So you're an absolute super legend. Dre, always a legend. If anyone wants any help, seriously, just reach out. I'll always answer. Love that. All right. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Take care.